You can Google this if you want to, but I'm pretty sure it's accurate. Many studies have shown in recent years that the idea of multitasking, being able to accomplish multiple things at one time, is actually a myth. What's actually happening when someone thinks that they are multitasking is that they are switching from one task to another and back and forth rather quickly. And some people can keep track of that better than others. Generally, women can keep track of that better than men. But they're not actually multitasking. And if you really want to accomplish a lot of things or be productive, the studies have shown it's better to focus on one thing at a time, maybe in blocks of time if you want to, and then manually or logically switch from one thing to another, not trying to do it without thinking about it. But the point is this, you have to prioritize. When it comes to getting things done, you do have to decide at the end of the day, even if you're trying to do two things at once, which is more important. You have to make a list and decide what is the most important thing that needs to get done first. And there's no getting around it. If you're going to go out and try and accomplish tasks, you're going to do something first. You're going to make a priority. But instead of not thinking about it, it's better to think about it and better to sit down and actually think through what should be prioritized. Now, you can look at the scientific studies that explain all that, or you could look at the productivity books, or you could just listen to what Jesus says. It's always a good idea. No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. There is no multitasking, really at all, but especially when it comes to worship. If you love, trust, or fear in anything above God, more than God, that means that that thing has become for you an idol. And if you have one idol, that means God is no longer in that position. It's like if you go out to accomplish a list of tasks, if you start one, that necessarily means you're not doing the other. If you're mopping the floors, you're not doing the dishes at the same time. Maybe you can go back and forth really quickly, but you're not doing them at the same time. You cannot serve two masters. You will either love the one and hate the other or despise the one and be devoted to the other. You cannot serve two things at once. There is no multitasking when it comes to worship. You can't have two masters at the same time. And that's not just about money. It's Stewardship Sunday. Surprise, I didn't announce it because I didn't want attendance to plummet. But it's Stewardship Sunday. Today, we handed out the pledge cards. And so we're going to talk about money, but it's not just about money. Money is the most common idol, I think. That's why Jesus talks about it so much. But if you keep reading what Jesus says next in the gospel reading, it's not just about money. There are lots of things that people fear and worry about 
more than God. He gives different examples here. We can take at least three of them. Do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink. So he's talking about the physical life, the pleasures of the physical life, the passions of the flesh, like eating and drinking. Or about your body, what clothes you will put on, talking there about possessions and the image that we have of ourselves as portrayed to others and the image of our bodies. Or he also mentions more subtly your time. Which of you, by being anxious, can add an hour to his span of life? So you have money. You also have your physical life. You have the pleasure or even sometimes the necessity of eating and drinking. You have your physical body to worry about. You have your possessions or your clothing to worry about. And time. And we could parallel these things that encompass lots of aspects of life, all of which could be idols. All of which you could decide to serve and love and fear and trust in more than God. We can parallel these to what we often talk about with stewardship, when we talk about whole life stewardship, which is that old threefold saying, Time, talents, and treasures. Those things kind of fit into those categories. You have your time. You have your talents, which is like your image or your pride in some ways. And you have your treasures. Your money and your clothing and all other such things. So you can think about all of those things, any of those things, whether you're thinking on the stewardship side or on the idol side. And you can think about the list that you're making because you have to prioritize. You have to make a list. There's no multitasking in this life. And so what's the priority list? What order do these things go in? Is it the bank account, the nutrition and exercise, your job, which are at the top, your family, your possessions and income? Maybe your style. Maybe it's your comfort food or your calendar. What order do they go in on the to-do list? Or do you try to multitask? That's what I think most people try and do. They have their list of all the things in their life, and they're trying to constantly move different ones to the top, depending on what they see needs to be done. Constantly trying to switch around, move around, get things done as we think they need to be done. What's at the top? Now, of course, you know what I'm going to say should be at the top. You cannot serve God and insert whatever priority here. Jesus says it this way. He says, seek first. This is your priority. Seek first the kingdom of God, and these things will be added unto you. You see, God actually built it into creation that we cannot multitask or worship more than one thing at a time. Because there is actually a right answer. He is the right answer. He's the priority. 
Remember what Luther says when he describes the first article of the creed, what God has done for us. He is the one who has given us our body and soul, my eyes and ears and all my members, my reason and all my senses, and still takes care of them. He gives me my clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, wife and children, land, animals, and all that I have. He richly and daily provides me with all that I need for this body and this life. He guards and protects me. And for all this, for all of those things that could be priorities, and for all of those things that might be and have been idols in your life, he has given them to you. And for that, it is only this, your duty, to thank and praise serve and obey him, he's the priority. He's the priority because not only does he give us life itself and everything in it, but he gives meaning to our lives. And so what are we but stewards? Stewardship isn't just about money. It is about our whole life. Because everything is from God, and so everything that we do, whenever we do anything from mopping or doing the dishes or serving as usher or sitting in the pews or preaching from the pulpit or going out to our jobs, whatever it is, it is all stewardship. Stewardship of our time, stewardship of our talents, stewardship of our treasures. And so what does that look like then to make him the priority? Because we have to go do those things. We do have to take care of our food and drink. We do have to take care of putting clothes on our body. We do have to take care of deciding how we're going to spend our time and how we're going to use the talents that God has given us. So what does it look like? It means... That out of the honor due his name, you give him, because he's top of the priority list, the first fruits. This is the language that the Bible likes to use for what's the priority, the first fruits. Since he's the manager and you're the steward, he gets his cut first. That's how it works. And then everything will fall into place. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. When you make him the priority and serve him first with all of those other things, the other things will start to make more sense. And so how do you serve him with those other things? How do you make him the priority? It's really rather simple. We'll just think about it in terms of time, talents, and treasures. It means tithing comes before spending. It means that devotions and church attendance come before work meetings and vacation planning. It means that using your talents to love your neighbors and to help the church come before using them to further your own pleasure. You just put the first thing first. Make the list. It's a priority list, it's a to-do list, and it's really not that complicated. But then know this promise, too, those things will be added unto you. 
Now, we always have to make the caveat, as good Lutherans, that this is not the prosperity gospel. If you put tithing before spending, that does not mean de facto that you will have good luck at the horse track or that you're going to go and get a promotion at work next week. It's not the prosperity gospel. But the Bible is very clear. There are earthly blessings for getting your priorities straight. There are earthly blessings for conforming your life to the design that the Creator designed it to be. This is what Paul says when he's talking about sowing and reaping. You will reap what you sow. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. So in other words, if you get your priorities straight, because if you prioritize worldly money, worldly possessions, pleasures in the flesh, fame, and the like, if you prioritize those things, then those are the kinds of things you're going to get back. Which might sound good, but the problem with those things, the problem with prioritizing anything other than God first, is that all the other things are corrupt. All the other things are going to pass away. One day, all the money that's in your bank account or in your 401k, it's going to be turned into dust. It's going to be spent. The dollar, the American dollar will eventually, this isn't a political statement, I'm just saying, because Jesus is coming back again, no matter what happens in society, the American dollar will eventually be worth zero, as will every other dollar and currency. One day, all your possessions will be sold in some estate cell or put up into some attic, and moth and rust will destroy them. One day, not even the history books will remember your name. Everything that is not God is corrupt. But there is one thing that endures, one thing that lasts, and that's your soul. And it is your body that Jesus will raise from the dead. So worry about that life that God has given you. Invest in the one who is not corrupt. Sow to the one who is incorruptible, that from him you might reap eternal life. And that means investing in the kingdom of God. Notice what Paul says around those verses, what he's talking about to the Corinthians. He says, one who is taught the word must share all good things with the one who teaches. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. To be clear, this is not about me in this time and place. I am the one who teaches, and so you should share good things with me. But it doesn't matter if it's me in this pulpit or someone else. The point is this. This is where we are now together, the household of faith. Paul emphasizes the household of faith. Share good things with the one who teaches. Do good to those, especially those of the household of faith. This is the first place you should sow. 
Because the things that happen here are the things that most of all you want to reap. Invest in this place. Invest in the kingdom of God and the work that is happening here. Because you reap what you sow. And so invest in the kingdom of God that you might reap from the kingdom of God. Invest in the church that you might reap from the church. Invest in the place that gives you life that you might reap life itself. And then all these things will be added unto you. I want to leave you with this final thought. I'm giving you lots of advice about what to do with your time and talents and treasures. But I say these things, I want to be clear, not for the sake of the law, not to burden you because I want a good treasurer's report next year, not to burden you because it's Stewardship Sunday and it's just something that we have to do every year, but for the sake of comfort, Reread that gospel from Matthew 6. Part of the point of stewardship, part of the point of getting your priorities straight, part of the point of serving God and not money is that it helps you not to worry. Jesus has to say over and over again not to worry. But what helps you not worry? What helps you not worry is serving him first, getting your priorities straight. Because when you can recognize that he is the one who has given you all things and he is the one in charge of creation, all you have to do is look around you. Look at the birds of the air. They're not putting money away into their 401ks. They don't have them. They don't even have barns to put their seeds in. And yet... The birds always have something to eat and always have a place to rest. And look at the lilies of the field. You worry about your image. You worry about how you're going to use your time and your talents. The flowers of the field are here today and gone tomorrow, and yet your Lord makes them so beautiful. And how much more, if he cares about birds and flowers and little things that don't really matter at the end of the day, how much more does he care about you? If he sent his son to die on the cross for you, to forgive you all your sins, and if he raised his son from the dead to give you eternal life, and if he baptized you and called you one of his own dear children, And if he brings you here every week to feed you with the bread of life and the cup of blessing. And if he continues to forgive your sins, even when you struggle against him. Certainly, he is working all things together for the good of those who love him. Certainly, he has all things under his control. And so you have no need whatsoever ever in your life. To be anxious. Prioritize him today because he's the one who can actually take care of everything. Prioritize him today for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Prioritize him today and know that he will take care of everything else.
To him be all the honor and glory now and forever. Amen.